a music podcast from Tampa, Florida. Welcome to Cigar City Radio, episode number 51. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen, Mr. Jason Solanez. Hey, Randy, I've, I've had this idea to come out with a metal album. Do you know what I'm going to call it? Oh, God, what? Forsaken Okay, I mean, it's not terrible. It's actually not bad. It's not terrible. Right. And it could also be a sandwich. Oh, okay, now you lost me. Produces its own cheese. Okay, no more. <laughs> if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that one of our favorite music services is Spotify. Not our only favorite. We have lots of favorites. Shout out title. But we do love Spotify, and we are on Spotify. So if you are also on Spotify, you should follow our user account, Cigar City MGMT on the service we have a number of public playlists where we can help you discover new music new tunes and also follow along with this podcast so you can start with the cigar city radio companion playlist which features all of the music heard and discussed on this show you can follow the tampa mixtape which features some of our favorite independent and major bands from the Tampa area. And you can follow our 2017 new music playlist, which features our top picks in the world of new music from every genre, no matter how popular or how underground. And lastly, you can follow our Cigar City MGMT popular tracks playlist, which features popular tracks from the Cigar City MGMT family. How about that? And you can also follow my 90s and 80s playlists, which are kind of fun. The 90s one is called Now That's What I Call 90s. You'll dig it. This episode was recorded at Dysfunctional Grace, the only shop in Ybor City where death and dysfunction dance in a graceful ballet of seppiness. You can find all sorts of unique art and one-of-a-kind products at Dysfunctional Grace, located at 1903 East 7th Avenue in Ybor City. Follow them at facebook.com slash dysfunctional grace. Our guest on this episode is Ben Falgu from the black metal band Goat Whore. He's the first ever two-time, I said two-time, Cigar City Radio guest. If you're a long-time listener, you'll remember that Ben from Goat Whore joined us on the show back in episode 11. When we found out Goat Whore was coming back to the Orpheum, we had to get Ben back on the show, and he was all about it. So, you know, maybe we'll have him back again for uh, volume three. Goat Whore's new album, Vengeful Ascension, is out now on Metal Blade Records. It kicks ass, maybe their best record ever. So check it out and check out our first interview with Goat Whore and this one, Goat Whore Volume 2. So here it is, episode 51. City. We're hanging out at a Dysfunctional Grace Art Company on 7th Avenue, one of our favorite spots. Yeah. And we have one of our favorite guests who is back on the show for the second time. Two-time. Two-timer. Has anybody else been two-timer? You times? are the first two-timer. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, we're happy to have you. You know, honestly, your episode is one of our most downloaded episodes. So it's cool. You know, yeah. people... That was pretty fun. They needed more Ben Falgo. Yeah. You know, they needed more you. They needed more Goat Whore. You know, so... <laughs> 
we had to make this happen. We couldn't couldn't let you come. Remember roll. that little girl? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we, oh, we yeah, talk yeah. about the little girl all the time. Yeah. He's <laughs> just pulling out pictures to show me. Yeah, He's like, it was so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if she'll be at the show tonight. You got you're gonna have to look out for her. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy, man. Because she got the set list and everything. So, for dude, those... she was jamming out so hard at the show, like more than any adult there. Oh yeah, at all, dude. Like for real. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, did you Good. see her? You yeah, just no, like, she, was, she was fist banging and everything. I was like, holy shit, this little girl's out doing all you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was hardcore, man. For those who haven't listened to that episode, episode 11 with Goat Whore, we had a uh, young Goat Whore fan show up at this interview, at this location, and uh, she took a picture with you and then yeah. talked a little bit and, and hung out. And um, she said that she listens to Goat Whore because it helps her with her problems that yeah. she likes to you know it, it, the heavy heavy brutal music yeah. like really is good and that's for deep for a, that's a deep, kid man. that young to say that you know to have like a, a thing where they know how to like source themselves with something like listen to music to bring them into a mode or something like yeah that. yeah that's really insightful uh, she's probably gonna grow up to be like the greatest rocker of all time <laughs> you know yeah. like she's gonna have the best metal album we've ever heard yeah. Yeah. Really, it'll revolutionize really good psychiatrist yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that too, <laughs> or that too. Possible yeah that. i'm gonna prescribe you two albums from goat horror <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean well, music therapy is a thing it's a thing Absolutely. you know so yeah. don't don't, yeah. don't knock i'm not it. knocking it <laughs> uh so last time Last time we talked, it was, you know, you hadn't announced Vengeful Ascension yet. It was before the album, the whole yeah, kind yeah, of thing was, yeah. had come together. So now Vengeful Ascension is out. Yep. And, you know, it's been out of the world. And the last time you were on the show, you said that the new album was going to be an evolution for Goat Horror. That was going to be, you know, kind of a change. Yep. And now that I've listened to it, I can agree that, yeah, it's uh, even from... It was like I, I, the controversial thing amongst the fans is that opening intro, you know, where instead of blasting you in the face like Goat Whore usually does, you got, you know, the tribal drums and it yeah. sort of builds up. So where was wh- why? Why change up the intro with this one? Why did you? It was just I mean, a lot of it kind of just we, we'll work on songs and then we put things in place. And then Zach, like when we were doing that song, I didn't even know there was going to be a drum thing until we were in the studio. And then Zach had this idea. And him and our sound engineer, Jared, sat and they worked on this drum thing and laid it all out and put it in and attached it to the beginning of that song, you yeah. know? And it's, if you listen to it closely, like, you can hear this, like, little, like, weird whisper in the beginning of it. And uh. and it was kind of, it was actually kind of a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, they did it, and then I was like, and then they sent the other one. I was like, what happened to the version? And I had this little, like, creepy whisper in the beginning. And like, oh, no, we... It was something, and it was a glitch, and I was like, well, it sounds fucking awesome. Can we just put it back? It's, like, really small in there. It's, like, right when it first starts, you yeah, can yeah. hear it, it's like, comes in. And so I was like, no, you should put it back. It sounds really fucking cool. What's the whisper say? Do you Listen, know? I don't even know what it is because, like I said, it was a mistake. <laughs> it's just a crazy so noise, it's like, yeah. I guess somewhere there was a glitch, and maybe a vocal got caught in something or something. So I don't even, you know. Go. Maybe yeah, maybe, we, maybe we shouldn't even have said that. We should have just said that with something secret. So. <laughs> yeah, something something paranormal or something. Yeah. You know? Like, w- w- what was that band that we talked to where they? they well, recorded? you know what? In a way, that's kind of you <laughs> yeah. say that it's kind of paranormal because they were doing drum stuff on just those tracks. So where did this little vocal thing come into? That's what I'm this saying. This little glitchy like thing, yeah. you know. Well, because we had one band that we talked to, uh, Post Post Animal. They ta- they told us like when they recorded the drums on their record, they they did it at a, in a haunted house, like a known haunted area, and that they have artifacts in the drums, like before they even yeah, like added drums playing anything. backwards, yeah, and just yeah. fucked up shit. So 
Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it's possible, man. Yeah. I mean, look at the store we're in right now. Anything, <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> so, so back to back to the new record, back to Vengeful Ascension. Uh, that one of the things I dig about the record is that you did kind of you slowed the pace a little bit, but you didn't get any less heavy in any way. It's like almost well, I think more. We, I heavy. think we have actually some pretty quick songs on there, sure. kind of reminiscent of like Haunting Curse. You know, not yeah. so, so quick as Haunting Curse, but more quick paced stuff like Chaos Arcane and. You know, um, abandoned indoctrination. Those who denied God's will. You know, they're yeah, definitely yeah. like they tear in big it, time. But then we do have true. the other elements, and then like the song "Vengeful Ascension" too. I think is a def- different step for us as well. It's definitely. I know it's one that I had trouble li- like lyric vocal wise with out of all the songs on the record. Why is that, you think? I, just, I don't know. I, I, there's always one song on every record that I come to, and it, it just seems like it's a huge wall. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I'm being over-analytical about it or what's going on with it. And then sometimes I just have to, like, step away from it completely and come back to it, and then I see elements into it. And I'm just mm. like, oh, it's like this. Because you got, you know, doing, like, like heavy music, too. You don't want to get caught in this. Like, I'm always making fun of, like, the... You know, like trying to like, <laughs> like this like broken up like Cookie Monster voice yeah, or this yeah. like typical thing, you know. And it was funny because when I was doing it, there was parts as I had Sammy come in to the room, and I was like, "Listen to this, and what would you do vocally over it?" Yeah, and he says, "I would do this," and I was like, "Yeah, that's what I don't want. That's kind of, <laughs> you know." And it wasn't bad. I just wanted to see if I was like perceiving it in a fucked up way, and I couldn't grasp yeah. it. So you know, he. He writes a lot of the riffs, so sometimes he sees it in a different light, you know. And he was like, "I think maybe it should be like that." I was like, "No, that's exactly what I was doing, and I don't want to do that. I want to yeah. do something a little different." And so it's the song actually got put off a little bit vocally, like when we were in the studio in Illinois, and then we finished it up at a studio in Orlando, Jarrett's studio out there, mm. and um, we were finishing up some dates, and he was like, "So you're gonna finish this one?" And I was like, "Yeah, I have some ideas." And we went in, and we just finished everything up on it and it all just flowed out so like i said sometimes i think it's you just need to step away and kind of see it and it was funny because he was like that too and he was like yeah it is kind of typical you do need to do something different you need to do something different so i think sometimes you need to bring yourself out of a box and be kind of critical in a sense to kind of go into a different zone yeah is that something you're conscious of when you're writing is like am i yeah i'm I'm over analytical about all the shit trust me like I, I get into those phases where I don't want to repeat stuff. I don't want to do this, you know? And it's funny because Sammy and then will go, you can repeat lines. It's allowed. And I was like, it was just something I had or something like I used to write tons of lyrics over everything. And I was like, no, I got to let the music breathe a little more. You yeah, know, I had yeah. to let the element of the riff and then come in after that. So there was a lot of things like as you go through the records, you can kind of see that element of figuring it out a little bit more and adapting to it and molding and evolving. In yeah, a sense, yeah. You know? Well, that, that's what I think is, is awesome about the record because it's like you've been, you know, Goat Whore's been releasing, they've, you guys have so many albums out and you've been doing this for so long that it's like how do you continue to change up the style, you know? And I, I just think, I think it's a mixture of a lot of different things. I, I mean, it's definitely, I think, universally within a band, your influences shift constantly because throughout your life you're listening to different things and you, you come full circle too, like whatever. If I was listening to Judas Priest, Hellbent for Leather, years ago when i come back to it now I'll, I'll see it and hear it in a different light yeah true because being a little older being more knowledgeable with how music is you start to see a different angle of it then yeah and then 
that kind of influence kind of starts to step in and you adapt to that as well. And I think that happens with everyone within yeah. the band and you all kind of work on each other. And not only that, you got so many like bands coming out, younger bands that, you know, some of these dudes are incredible and they're young, you know? And yeah. you're like, I have got to keep up my level here or I'm going to just be like pushed down somewhere. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Not involved in anything anymore. So it's, I mean, maybe it's competitive or not, but I think, you know, I, I definitely appreciate that there's young bands with so much, you know, ability that are stepping up the game out there because I think it pushes bands that are a little older to kind of step up their game as well and yeah. improve and stuff like that. That's so funny because, you know, you talk to the younger bands and they're like, well, we're just trying to do what the older bands are doing. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, but the thing <laughs> is, is they don't realize that because of, the, you know, the evolution, they're already in a way better <laughs> in yeah. a sense because they're starting off so young now. You know? I mean, I, I remember when I was a kid and Tune put out Left Hand Path. Those dudes were 15 and 16 years old when they put that record out. Yeah, you know? I, I guess I never really thought and about that. And I was that. like, holy yeah. shit, these dudes are young as hell writing this incredible record, you know? Yeah. And now you have constant barrages of that, you know, bands doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a good, that's a good point. I, know, guess I mean, look at band like Havoc, you know? They're, we are just talking dudes, about Havoc. <laughs> those dudes are fucking awesome, you know? And, they're, like, I remember when they first started playing and how fucking good they were. And they just, ability-wise, they just keep getting better and better and better, yeah. you know? They're one of the most accurate bands I've seen in a long time. Yeah, live. yeah. Like, definitely, like, what they do on record, they do it live. It's not like they do it on record and you go see them live and they're like, oh, well, he's not really pulling it off so, yeah. so well. But... Yeah, they do. You know, I mean, we just played, uh, I mean, we've done tours with them in the past and everything. And they definitely, they give a run for my money, too. Like, if I'm playing with them, I'm like, oh, I'm, it's going to be a hard night for me. I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? you got to keep like, up with Havoc, right? Yeah. They keep you on your toes. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That's good. I appreciate those things. I like that aspect of bands that are younger and they step in and they do that, too. Yeah. I don't want them to get big-headed, either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they still got to respect, man. Yeah, man, they got to. <laughs> I mean, they're all really good guys, too. And that's yeah. another plus. All those dudes are really fucking cool. That's, so. that's super awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what's it been like to be on tour with, uh, with Venom Inc. right now? I think it's awesome. You know, it's funny because we did tour yeah. with the Kronos Venom back a ways. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now we're playing with, like, the other part of Venom, the other third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just the other two thirds, yeah. per se. Yeah. And um, so it's kind of full circle, you know? Because now we've kind of, in a way, toured with the entirety of the original Venom. Yeah. But not... Not together. Not together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but still some kind of achievement gets... gets yeah. Do, I call it Venom, too, because I'm just like, yeah, yeah I don't need Whatever. Yeah. It, it was even like the first time I saw it, it was like Venom Inc. It was, what is, yeah. what is well, this? Well, you know, it's all... That's when it's the legalities, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's the whole queen, like the Queen's right thing. Right. And Tomb, do. Didn't they have it? They have Tomb and Tomb AD or some shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. So, well, yeah. As long as they don't do like a what the Queen with Paul Rogers type thing, it's like I'm, I'm good with everything except for that. <laughs> There's no Queen unless it's Freddie Mercury. Yeah, man. of course, of course. Yeah, that's like the I don't, we don't have to talk about Queen the whole time, but like you know they're 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 trying to make that movie, but they're like we want it to start like after Freddie Mercury dies and then be about how Queen the band banded together. And I'm like, that's not the story no, that the, anybody the wants. the band didn't. <laughs> <about> <laughs> Mercury. No, didn't. no offense against no, Brian no, May. No, Brian yeah, May is incredible. Oh, absolutely. You know, in his own rights as well, everything he's done. His guitar tones, all the stuff he's done. Yeah. So the music, they did every, everything they did together is amazing, you know. Yeah. But definitely, if they're going to do that, they need to do Queen, Freddie Mercury, everything about that. Thing, yeah. You know. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Like when you read about him too, when he was younger, you know, like he was like a shy kid and he didn't do things, but you know, his ability is like, there's the, I don't even think there's any vocalist nowadays that could pull off the shit he pulled off. Oh no. You know, it was, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And he was doing it with very little like processing and Oh yeah. Too, there was like, like nothing. Yeah. Like and when you listen to like a night at the opera, you know, and you listen to like a prophet song or something like that. And in the middle where he does all those vocal yeah, overlays yeah, yeah. and that's all on tape, each a track. That he did on his own, and it's just like, yeah, there was no. That was phenomenal. Yeah, definitely none of this computer stuff. None of this computer stuff. No, no. He just did it and fucking made it happen. And dude, when you watch some of that shit, like live at Wimbledon and stuff like that, it's like, holy shit, this fucking dude is just like, yeah, on fire, man. That's that's awesome. And that's awesome that you have such an appreciation for for Queen and. Oh well, yeah. I mean, Freddie Mercury is like. I mean, I'll never be able to sing like him, but just like his persona. In a live like performance level is just like yeah. so influential. I mean, he was an entertainer like through and yeah. through. Like everybody enjoyed watching him. Yeah, know? he was fucking awesome. So that's that's super cool. It's funny too because he hated playing the piano live too. Did he really? Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> was good at it. So. Yeah, yeah, he was good at it. But I think he said I think that he said he was really really anxious and nervous about it. But he was really good at it. So he really had this issue about playing the piano in a live yeah. setting. Maybe that's why he was so good about it. He was focused. Yeah, he was. And or attentive. Yeah. Are you going to start playing piano on Goat Horror Live? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to set one up to the side. <laughs> Carry it in a trailer with us. Cover an Elton John tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should totally cover an Elton Dirty John dancer. tune. Or a Queen tune at this point. You know? <laughs> uh, one thing I, I wanted to mention about Vengeful Ascension and the release of it, too, was that you you put out this, like, spell book, I think is what it was yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like special edition spell book. That would fit great in, in this store. Yeah, it would. Functional it, would. Grace, it's, but... it doesn't really have spells in it, per se. You know, it has I'm, the lyrics, I mean, it's more though, of a, right? Yeah, it's yeah. more of like a manifest. Okay. You know? But it was like a little, it was a little idea. It's actually, the, uh, some of the people at Metal Blade came up with it and came to me like, what do you think about doing this thing? And it has the record, but then it has a bonus disc with some like live tracks, but it has all the lyrics. And so I was like, oh, that's actually a fucking really cool yeah. idea. Yeah, I think yeah. anything like that is really cool. And then when you see it, like it looks kind of like a spell book, even though it's not. Yeah, know, like, I mean, when it went in, I got with the guy uh, and we kind of went back and forth a bunch about things because I was like, I want it. There was all these different ideas, but I didn't want it to be campy either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we were, like, going back and forth about everything. Because I was, like, I was even referencing, like, the Necronomicon from Evil Dead. I was, like, but not <laughs> so much of the campiness of the Evil Dead, right, right. you know, thing. And then, you know, so it was all, a lot of different elements going back and forth. Then things within the lyrics, like things, the images that would reflect ideas within the lyrics and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to know is, like, how, you know, how much input and... and yeah, yeah. We were you... we were going back and forth a great deal, man. Cool. I could show you a string of emails. It's just, like, <laughs> relentless, dude, like, connected, just... Yeah. One after the other of going back and forth saying, no, what about this? What if you put this and this and this, you know, so... Yeah. But, I mean, that's what you got to do these days. You got to, like... You know, because everybody has all the music everywhere on the internet, so it's like to actually make a really cool product like that. Yeah, there was like days too, so I'd get home from work sometimes, and sometimes you get home from work, you don't want to fuck with nothing, and I was like, I've got to sit here and look through this, and then finally I'd sit down and I'd go start going through it on the computer, each page, uh, and then I'd just get in that mode, you know what I'm saying, because once you get, you delve into it, and then I'd just start writing down, okay, this needs to be shifted, because I let the guy just, I said, you do what you think first. And send it to me. And then we'll just start tearing it apart. Yeah, yeah. And I said, don't be offended. We're going to tear it apart. But I want you to start the idea, and then we can build it from there. Hmm. And that's what he did, and that's what we did. We tore it all apart and put it all together from there. 
that's sick, man. Yeah, so definitely if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out the uh the Vengeful Ascension spellbook, I recommend yeah. it. We if, have a one tour with us too. Yeah, there you go. Pick them up <laughs> you pick one up of the show. So that's I think it's the better thing, the better deal out of the C D just buying the C D or just, you know. Yeah, I mean I want the freaking book, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's what I want. Yeah. Uh, that's that's wild. That's right on. So Last time, last time you were on the show, we went a little bit into the kind of the history of goat whore, and we talked a little bit about that. But we didn't talk about you personally, you know, you Ben. Like, so right. that's I'm curious now that that we I feel like I know you a little. Can bit. I have one of these? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Man, that's what they're here for. But uh, what? So what do you do? Like, what? Who? Who are you outside of goat whore? I'm just average human being <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know we can get more specific than that like what do you you know do you watch game of thrones like yeah i watch game of thrones <laughs> i watch game of thrones i watch walking dead when i can I, I don't always get to watch it so sometimes i'm like backed up with seasons i am up to par on game of thrones so okay i'm not actually so yeah tell spoiler. him exactly what's going on <laughs> i love seeing this guy miserable well, I, was, yeah. I was somewhere before we left for this tour and me and a friend were talking in this there was like six people at this other table and I was telling them something about it and they go, um, excuse me, we haven't seen those episodes yet. <laughs> like, like, well, then even... y'all need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> y'all need to not be part of this conversation. Yeah. Then. But no, there's that and, uh, you know, I just, I work a job when I'm at home. Um, you know, nine to five, whatever. Just right. kind of yeah. cover things. What do you do to kick there. back? Like, what's your... Uh, I, I play video games sometimes. It's been a while though, but because most of the time it's like, now it'll get a little slower because we're not actually working on music. Like when, yeah. when I'm working on music and we're touring a bunch, then that's when things kind of, uh, I don't get to do all the things that I just want to chill out and do. Like yeah, maybe yeah. watch movies or play some kind of video game or go ride a mountain bike or you that know, shit cool. like that. I mean, we don't have no mountains in Louisiana. Yeah, I was going to say, where are you, where are you mountain <laughs> well, Sometimes biking? I take a trip, you know, to Texas or something, you know, yeah. with it, Central Texas or whatever, and go ride. I mean, That's I'm not, not a little, like, extreme mountain biker, but, <laughs> but you, I like to get out. I like, I like getting out, actually. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really have any social media stuff. Like, I don't have my own, like, Facebook. That's awesome. Really? Good for Twitter you, dude. Or, That's yeah. beautiful. I don't have any of that, you know? And uh, I just... Because I, I, I watch everybody, and they're always, like, fiddling with it, and they're never much like, but there's so much out there going on, so I want to just go do that. Yeah. I want to go. I mean, I do like, I like open, more open places. Like, I want to, I've always wanted to live in Montana. Yeah. Know? I've never been to Montana, so I can't. I don't I'm, know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I want to go to Montana. What's in Montana? <laughs> it's, I don't know. There's just something about it that, like, you know, I've been to it before, and I was, I'm, I'm like I'm drawn to it for some reason. Uh, just all the you just know? the nature. It's like unadulterated outdoors. You just yeah. get and no, I, I was always a big fan of like the really wicked Wild West. Okay, you know? like yeah, when yeah. you think of like Deadwood, yeah, you know when you go shit. that that was like the area that there was no law and everything was right and there was Indians and it was just yeah you know it was just fucking chaos. Yeah, it was the Wild West. So I mean, it's not. Like that anymore, of course. Except maybe probably in a few little spots. There's some, yeah, there's some spots in Montana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure there's yeah. some crazy. But yeah, you do some wrong, they got to go and get the law. But man, I think I'm know? like drawn to that kind of aspect too. Okay, you know, it's funny too because it snows there fucking ruthlessly. But and you, I, you can handle. And I that? never grew up in snow, dude. But, uh, people but die I, in that. Yeah, <laughs> nobody no, can you, handle yeah, that. You go out of Montana, you die. <laughs> like that's that's what I don't like about the snow and and the and the wilderness. To me, I so, drive a lifted truck, so I think that's like a. Yeah. So you, you'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. I've always wanted a lifted truck since I was a little kid. 
It's not like this thing, like, to have, and, I, and I'm kind of specific about it. I don't like big rims. Mm-hmm. I like smaller rims, bigger tires. You know, I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> I'm more traditional cool. lifted truck kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. You know? A lifted truck that can do work. Yeah, yeah. Not not a what what did the guy the guy at the uh, lifting place that that does it they had a good name for like all these kids that have the trucks with the big rims they call them mall crawlers because <laughs> <laughs> you know, all they do is roll around on concrete everywhere and r- show off their shit but if they, you tried to put them off road it wouldn't quite make it <laughs> jeez mall crawlers yeah. I've never heard that yeah I heard it and just, I was like wow that's actually fucking pretty good no man. I'm gonna start calling everybody mall crawlers like, <laughs> wow. I dig that alright so it's a nature outdoors and you said video games too what yeah games like I, I liked uh, I was really into God of War okay great all, game all that. I think there's a new one about to come out too it's supposed to be based on like the Nordic mythology uh. you know yeah interesting you know yeah. that's worth playing or checking out yeah, 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 yeah. I saw a video online for it but um so there's that, and then like first person shooter games, like I was in the uh, Battlefield, yeah, yeah, a good bit, and some other ones. I like that they had that Red Dead Revolver game, and yeah, yeah, Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, Redemption man. Yeah. Hell yeah, they're coming yeah. out with another one of those. Yeah, yeah. So you talk about a kick ass old West. West. Yeah, that's yeah. No, that's like one of my favorite games ever is Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. So to play more of that is that's what I want. That's one of yeah. those games where the story could be taken out of the game and you'd still read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah. But no, so games like that, whenever I can play, I like yeah. stuff like that. Like I like like I have a surround sound system, so when I play like Battlefield, it's just cranked. And it's just like dope. The neighbor's definitely like, what the hell is going on in that dude's house? <laughs> so I'm curious, if you like the Wild West stuff, and I figure you at least have some HBO or on demand or something because you watch Game of Thrones, have you watched Westworld? Yes, I've watched some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's what- it's pretty interesting. I it's 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 a remake, right? Isn't it? Yeah, it's um well, it's like a another story, right? It's a, it's isn't it like a book or something? Or did they I, make I think another? so. I think it's an adaptation. I don't know anything yeah. about Westworld, but that's so interesting. I mean, I would to- if that was like something real, I would totally pay to go do that. It's it's a would- sci-fi meets um, a western where okay. basically they create this whole wild west story that people get to step in because everything's technically like oh. a, a robot but they try to make it super realistic and everything goes off the rails and it gets all dramatic because yeah. you got to do that in the story it's actually really but they start to get intelligence and stuff and they start to yeah it starts becoming true AI. see yeah see the thing that i don't like about that is i feel like we're not that far from that being a reality and that freaks me out no well, this, this is, a, this is the problem i have is like the way the current world is we're not that far from that, but we're also not that far from idiocracy as well. Yes. So yeah. you're like sitting on the line right there in the middle where you're like, oh, no, which side are we going to sway to? <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the idiocracy the one's yeah. looking pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Terry Crews can take control of everything. Dude, I would, I would much rather have Terry Crews I'm waiting for I'm ready for <laughs> Fuddruckers to be buttfuckers soon. You know, it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> Oh, that's some nasty stuff, man. Well, what was that? <laughs> Carl's Jr. runs everything, yeah, right? Yeah. Is that another one? Or like everything's Costco yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. I need to rewatch Idiocracy. What a what a great movie. Uh, hey, yeah. You know what's funny is that when that was out in Costco, we didn't even have a Costco. When no, that, really? That When that movie came out, yeah. So I didn't even really know, like, what the hell is Costco? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I guess it's like, like Sam's or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then it appears, oh, my God, it's real. Yeah. It's coming true. So yeah. what part of Louisiana are you in? New Orleans. Like, like New Orleans. In New Orleans right? Well, I'm in the suburb. I live okay. in Metairie, which is like a little west of New Orleans. But uh, it takes me like 15 minutes to get to the city center. So oh, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah. 
So New Orleans is kind of the hub, though, there. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, I mean, we rehearsed in New, <laughs> in New Orleans, yeah. What, why did you say it like that? Because I, I, I just kind of called. Oh, okay, actually. I thought there was like yeah, something, yeah. some bad no, news no. there or something. No, but yeah, uh, we rehearsed in New Orleans. We I saw our rehearsal space. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, so you mentioned like Havoc earlier. Who are some other sort of contemporary metal bands that you've been digging and, and listening to? I don't know, is Valonfire considered contemporary? I mean, it's some dudes that were, you know, they he was in Paradise Lost and stuff, but yeah. he created a fucking intense fucking band. Yeah, I mean, that's... That, I haven't I actually haven't heard them. So nails, you know, that's pretty yeah, intemperate. Yeah. yeah, pretty brutal. I like some of the brutal shit. It just brings back some elements of being younger. Yeah. You know? So Valonfire is the same way with that. It's really intense, and you know, how did you get to be brutal? What What was the catalyst? I don't even know if I, I I never realized I was brutal. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> brutal as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your babies. <laughs> <laughs> I just think to me it's like there's an element, you know, like when you're doing when you're doing the music, there's this element. I don't know. Some people might see it and they might think it's silly, but there's an element and there's a feel in it. And I think there's this whole persona in a sense to it, and that's it. Just I don't know. It makes me feel that way, you know. Mm. Like when I listen to a nails record, I definitely like. I would I'd like to grab somebody and toss them into like <laughs> a pile of glass or something. You know, so it's like. I mean, maybe that's not what they were going for, but yeah, it gives you that, you know. That yeah, impact. yeah, yeah. Like, so, I mean, I guess if I was up. a jog, I'd be like, I work out to it every day. Punch <laughs> <laughs> everybody you're running by. <laughs> so, so what? What? But like, what brought you into the metal fold? You know, like, where did it? Yeah. Where did Why the, choose? Where brutality? did the interest spark? I don't know. It was younger, you know, and I started like things like early Motley Crue and Def Leppard and stuff. Like my sisters were listening to like they had some friends they were hanging out with that yeah. uh, played in some like bands like in that kind of vein. And that's when I kind of listened to it. But then I, I, I was skateboarding and I had friends that were, you know, into like some punk stuff, you know, Dead Kennedys and things. So a lot of things kind of blended. Yeah. So I was when I was listening to it, it was like a bunch of different elements. So it'd be like Motley Crue, Too Fast for Love. Motorhead, you know, Ace of Spades. It'd be um, Black Flag, you know. It'd, so it'd be all these mixture things because then I because everything was starting to come in. Yeah. And then also on Friday nights and Saturday nights, there's a college station. It's for uh, Tulane University. It was called WTUL. Mm-hmm. And they would play on Friday night from 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. Was, was, I think that was metal night. And then the Saturday night was hardcore night or... Vice versa, either yeah. or. So I'd sit up and listen to those because then they'd play stuff, and I'd be like, and they'd say, "They, you know, oh well, this was so and so. This was the Crow Mags. Yeah, you know, this was." And I'd be like, "Holy shit, this was awesome!" And then I'll go to the store, and then also when you went to the stores, then too, you know, like Tile Records, and we had some cool record stores. Yeah. You know, you'd come across somebody, and they'd be like, "Oh man, you ever heard this?" And be like, "No, well, let's get this." Or I'd go in the record stores and buy stuff on a whim. Yeah, you know, I would go. I remember a record store called Record Bar in the mall, and it had sections, you know, like metal, hardcore, punk. Yeah. And I would just look through the stuff, and then so I'd randomly pick things, just like, oh, the cover. That's how I got, like, Celtic Frost Morbid Tales. Sure, yeah, yeah. I pulled it out, and I was like, oh, yes, this is definitely being purchased. Even yeah. if it's terrible, this cover is amazing. <laughs> you know? So there was some of it you just yeah. took a whim off. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, you don't like today, you can just go listen to something, you know? Yeah. Before yeah. you and couldn't just know yeah. how it was going to So be. sometimes you had to just, maybe you lost $10, you know? Yeah. There was a few records I bought, and I was just like, 
oh man and i try to sell it to my friends <laughs> <laughs> you need this man yeah. really yeah just can i hear it no just buy it from me <laughs> sight unseen Oh man, see, I, I miss the you know. I, it's great that there's still obviously all these great small independent record stores, but I do miss the kind of giant CD shops and stuff. You know, like your Sam Goodies and Virgin Record Store, and and like I'm yeah. And the reason for it is because because they had so many products that you could find stuff that like I've never seen this before in my life. You yeah, know? like no, I I agree. There's I mean. There's just different errors with it. I mean, I like it now, too, in some ways, you know, because I like things like Bandcamp and stuff like that because then it shows a lot of these younger bands that are coming out that don't that aren't even signed, but they're yeah. putting out incredible stuff, and they got stuff all over Bandcamp, you know? Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Bandcamp in particular has become a really good hub for, like, you know, DIY, like, indie punk stuff, and then also, like, really good metal. Yeah, you, you no, know? it has, it has. It's yeah. kind of like well, like when I used to tape trade, too. I used yeah, to do yeah. that, you know, with people overseas, and people would send tapes back and forth, and you'd have, like, a bunch of bands on a tape, and then that's how you discover more stuff as well. Yeah. And that's what band camps are, because you'd be watch, you'll listen to it, and then it's got links to, like, oh, well, you might like all these things. And yeah, so you're yeah. like, and it just keeps going, and it's just, like, yeah, roots from a tree and it just keeps going mm. branching off more and more and more yeah it's like sometimes i get into those like youtube holes you know where you start on one youtube uh, video oh yeah and then yeah you yeah see, like recommended and then next thing you know i'm like how did i get from here to here you know you know i like i like getting caught up in the kiss ones when they weren't wearing their makeup <laughs> <laughs> when i like really need a good laugh i'm like oh yeah let's start here Bing. oh this is great <laughs> uh. So we're we're joined here today by Connor from uh, thrash local thrash metal band Bloodbath and Beyond. Yes, great name. So I uh, know. Did you have some questions for for Ben? Oh no, I'm just along for the ride. You didn't have a question? I thought yeah, you had a question. I, 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 I could dig up a question. <laughs> uh, y'all started in Louisiana, right? Y'all started yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah. Awesome. Well, sort of, because sure. Sammy and Zach, the original drummer Zach Nolan, they kind of started. They lived down near Thibodeau. Okay. Louisiana, okay. which is about an hour. Uh, I, I'm like, from there. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of it. Kind of started out in that area because they had a band called Kilgore. It was like more like necro grind death kind of band, and then it evolved, and they had some other members, and then it turned into Go Whore, and then that's when Sammy was at this bar in Baton Rouge, and it was a fight that broke out, and he got his jaw broken, and then I I knew the stuff they were doing, and I offered to kind of help out for some of the shows, and then after everything healed, I just kind of stayed in the band nice. so yeah. but we used to practice out there too because i would get off of work and drive up to thibodeau go to practice and i'd sleep on the road somewhere because i was so tired after that you know going to work all day and then go driving out there and then i'd be like all right i'm gonna just sleep in the truck and then i'd wake up and then i just drive into work the next day <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you from louisiana yeah originally yeah yeah nice was, uh out of metairie or yeah i was born well i was born in new orleans but I've nice. lived in Metairie pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Cool. So, but How then eventually, you know, Sammy moved out to New Orleans, and so, and then everything kind of. But then, well, wait. So, we used to practice in Thibodeau out there, and then we practiced in oh shit, it was like in between Thibodeau and New Orleans. There was this like little gas station. It was like like a old abandoned gas station, and this guy let us rehearse there for like. $50 a month. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so we did that for a little while, and then we finally started doing it at New Orleans. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. And uh, 
And New Orleans has like always kind of been a pretty sweet metal hub. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very unique. I think it's it's I think it's really close knit too. Mm. You know, I don't think yeah, I think some people think it's bigger bands. than it really is. I think it's really kind of small in a certain sort of way. Mm. There's just a lot of guys that play in like multiple. Bands yeah, yeah. There's a lot of shared members yeah. and stuff like that. Definitely. But are you in any other bands besides Go? Right now, no. Well, I mean, Solent, but Solent hasn't done anything, yeah. and you know, it's in this like limbo. Yeah, wherever there was a guy the who was just in here with a big soil and green like jean jacket or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's man, that was the band. <laughs> yeah, it was that? Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other night about Solent, and they were asking me, and I was just like, "Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, Brian's doing I God, Tommy does Crowbar. It's just, I think you know, scheduling and just. I mean, Solent's a complicated machine too. It's just musically, it was always really obscure and did some odd shit so yeah i mean i wouldn't uh, trust me if they wanted to do a show i would do it yeah because i really enjoyed doing <laughs> the stuff for sure you know i'm definitely like not against it or anything it's just everybody's schedules and planning things out so yeah makes sense makes sense all right well i think we're pretty much out of time now I'm are sure you sure <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking about a bunch of bullshit for a while <laughs> but uh um, any final thoughts for our Cigar City Radio listeners, the uh, Tampa crowd? Going to catch you tonight at the Orpheum. Um, well, no, if I say this now, it's kind of irrelevant, but if you come out to the show tonight, we're actually playing six songs from the new record in the set. Sweet. We've never really done that either. We've never really, like when we put out a record, thrown so many in immediately right off the bat yeah. on a tour, and it was just like, we're, it's like six of them in the set list. <laughs> just they're, right off they're and great it songs, starts though. off with a, a song from the record so there is that kind of like aspect because you know not everybody's familiar with the new material fully yeah and so you get that aspect where people are just kind of like waiting mm, yeah what yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but then we go to like alchemy and people are like oh i know this one of course and then we go into the other and they're like waiting yeah <laughs> but so you gotta have some of that because then those people yeah. are gonna go back and listen to the new record and be like oh i remember when they yeah but i think live, it i know? think the thing is is it's coming across really good live and the people are taking it in it's just they're not really fully familiar with it i mean a song like chaos arcane because it was released beforehand yeah. and stuff you know we have that in there and people are familiar a little more familiar with that but like some of the other ones that we're playing you know they weren't as familiar with yeah so then what you're saying is if you're going to see Goat Whore on this tour, you should brush up on the new album. and Yeah, you and should brush up big time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, there were a few. I'm not going to say that it was everybody because there was people I did notice that knew what was going on completely. But, yeah. and But I think it's good, too, because it pushes that. Because I think, too, as time goes on, too, I think less and less people are focusing on the newer releases and they're so focused on the older stuff. Yeah. You know? It's almost like they're like, lazy to get up what's going on mm -hmm. yeah. you know like oh i like these records so you know and i think those. this is yeah. kind of like we're kind of like force feeding it like all right well if you don't have it you don't know it well here it is here yeah you know and so it kind of pushes them in a position and they're like wow maybe that was fucking awesome i'll go get it tonight yeah you know and maybe they'll get it with or the, i'll go uh, home and still off the internet yeah <laughs> they probably will do that <laughs> whatever but know? while they should also pick up the spell book too. yeah Good, whatever yeah. there's a spell book there yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, thanks again for being on the show. It's good, no to, problem, good to man. catch Thank up with you. Thank you guys again. Yeah, for sure. We'll uh, we'll be at the show tonight, and then we'll, uh, we'll have to catch you next time. Yeah. <laughs>
Montez, I'm going to tell you everything that happens in the last episode of Game of Thrones. No. <laughs> I'm out the door. Fair, I'm out the fair. door. You like that one? <laughs> this has been from Goat Whore in the last episode in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Perfect. He's like, if he says it. Yeah, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> uh.